Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the podcast for the fastest game on two feet and America's fastest growing sport. Here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Welcome back, Lax lovers, to another episode of Lacrosse and Sport. Here, actually in person with me, not patching in from California, I think for the first time ever, possibly, my co-host and brother from another mother, my lax bro, Steve Jordan. What up, Raj? Great to be doing this in person, man. It's great to be here in Florida. I enjoy it every time I do come. And we had, obviously, our once-a-year camp that we just hosted here and just came off of that four days feeling high and great after training the kids and inspiring coaching educating them just not on the game of lax but the game of life and you know how it correlates to the game of lacrosse lacrosse family love and community and you know the pros are staying here with us the professional lacrosse players that come in brian mcgill duncan clancy we have the fit offensive coordinator billy gibbs with us and of course the host of those phenomenal women's coaches Lindsay and uh, Lindsay Kate Smith, she's the offensive coordinator for Rowan University, and she had her two graduate assistants from FIT back in the day when she coached women's lacrosse there. Just this awesome host of people watching the kids enjoy it. We had 66 kids in the camp, and uh, really the, the the point of this episode is is love and lax, lax and love. They are just synonymous. The way the community just really just rallies around one another. And, you know, we talked about a few things, and there's really three main points we want to talk about today. One of which, of course, is how about those high school kids, the older ones? Um, you know, the, the, the camp's a little bit beyond their pay grade at this point. A lot of them are commits to college. Coming down to just help out and be there sweating their butts off in the heat, but just being out there every day helping out because they wanted to. Sure. We had at least a half a dozen of those volunteers. And these were many of the kids that I remember coached five years ago when we first started this program and started to create a family type environment. And they loved it. They loved every minute of it. They were ready to jump in anywhere and however they could to facilitate, to coach, to be mentors to these you know young kids that are growing in the lacrosse community, uh, many of which you really don't necessarily see how lacrosse is going to play out for them, whether it just be in the game, uh, you know, or in, in life. Like I said, you know, lacrosse is life. I didn't think when I was playing and finished that I would ever be doing this again 30 years, some odd years later. Um, and it's grown. And now I have a, a new network of friends and colleagues and connections in a whole different community, literally 3,000 miles away through the game of lacrosse. It's been outstanding. I thought Brian McGill really nailed it perfectly to your point when he was telling the kids be a good person. Lacrosse is a sport, but it's more than that. It's it's building character. It is being a good person, becoming a good person, growing as a person. And he said, look what lacrosse has brought all of these collective coaches here right now. What, what has it brought us? He turns to me and he says, you know, five years ago, we don't know each other at all. We met each other at our alumni game. And all of a sudden, we have this camp concept. We have mutual friends. Ray happened to his brother. Ray happens to know you, Steve, you, and you knew each other from from yeah, some from other University of Maryland, from Maryland, and some other. And he knew Brian, our our teammate from high school, pretty well. And as it turns out, there's this whole sort of first degree of separation between all of us, and we collectively put together this camp, and we only realistically see each other what once a year, and it feels like 
I've known these people all my life. It feels like they're my brothers. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, and we have such a great time together. It's not just the coaching, but afterwards we socialize and just have a great time. It's true. We are brothers, uh, you know, in arms and sister and brothers in arms too. You know, the, you go into the girls camps as well. The, the community that they create, women just seem to have a natural ability to be one creative, but also full of spirit. You know, that like, I love the way they play, how they play the game. The girls game has evolved so much that the teamwork now is, it just feels like it's an even more integrated sport or um, it's more integrated into the men's. It's starting to look a little bit more and more like the men's game in certain ways or the men's game is starting to look like more there because there's more skill on the field. It's a little less like brute force, a little bit more finesse. The girls game is all about finesse, you know, and the guys game is becoming more like that. And that's a good thing. Uh, whenever my boys are not moving the ball and they're hogging it and they're relying more on their physicality than they are relying on stick skills, which stick skills always win the day. It's always it, the team that has the best stick skills will almost always win. And so I tell my boys, <laughs> if you want to see how lacrosse should be played, let's go watch a high-end girls game. Watch how they move the ball because they can't rely on body checks. But by the way, though, you'd mentioned that both seem to be looking more similar to one another. The girls game has gotten a little rougher. It, 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 it is physical and these ladies are no joke. They are coming out there. They're getting their noses broken. They're colliding. They are tough. And so there's more physicality there. And on the boys' side, there's more finesse because they're learning that the ball travels faster than you can run and the ball never gets tired. True. Well, I think it's uh, it's a great testament to just see how both of the games are evolving. And back to the family, you know, it's a really important to, I think this one, after each of the practices uh, or days, we all brought it in and rallied on uh, family. You know, that was the breaking session, if you will. And family it is, you know, these kids and, and the coaches, everybody has come together to be one. And I know there's been some um, some sadness and loss in, around the community here in the game of lacrosse uh, that we alluded to earlier. And we're, we're going to bring that up later in the show. Um, you know, when we pick each other up, you know, when we're down and you play the game the best of your abilities and there's you have to know like what teammate means you know being a teammate is like being a family you know when someone is down you don't talk negative on them you don't you don't harass them you help bring them up elevate them up to the level that they should be playing at pick them up when they're feeling down congratulate high five celebrate when they're up and they score or they have a great goal or, or great uh, like a great skill show like show of skill whatever it is that's what family's about it's about unity about picking each other up staying positive even in the face of negativity the so that's point number two I wanted to bring up and nice segue there um, it, it was a very tragic uh, time the last couple of months here in the space coast we lost uh, an amazing lacrosse player an amazing young man Corbin Graves he had a tragic motorcycle accident. And not only did I coach Corbin for three plus years from his transition from middle school to high school on the Space Coast Stingrays, I also now coach his little brother, uh, Colton. And you met Colton in the camp. He's, our, our, he's my goalie in the 12U division. And you met their foster mom. Pretty amazing story. 
So you met Gail, you see what a magnificent person she is. Incredible. She, she comes out and just jumps in and helps. Nobody asked her to. She's topping off the ice. She's going to pick up more cookies, making sure everybody's watered and hydrated. And that's just the type of person she is. She fostered these boys because mom ran into some trouble. And I'm not going to elaborate on that, but, but she ended up adopting them as her, well, she's fully, she's fully their official mom now, but it took a few years. And she took in these foster kids and they only, the state only gives you so much money. So she, out of her own money, got these kids into lacrosse, bought her their gear, you know, paid all the fees. And so up came these lacrosse players and these wonderful young men. So losing Corbin was a dagger in our hearts. We were just, it just, just utterly devastated. Um, and so, and Steve, we talked about this, what, uh, when we go out as stingrays, going back on the field, we say stingrays on three, stingrays on three, one, two, three, stingrays. Sorry, it's hard for me to talk about. It's, uh, I love the kid. I, it still hits me. I can't, I can't shake it. Uh, it just comes back to you in waves. It's like, oh my God, he's gone. He's gone. He's not here. 18 years old. Um, but we would, that's what we say. One, two, three, stingrays. And, um, the next tournament, the last tournament of the season after he passed, instead of that, we would say, Corbin on three, Corbin on three, one, two, three, Corbin. One of the moms put together is this amazing collection of Visa gift cards for the family to cover funeral expenses and anything else the family may need. Club-wide, dude. I mean, that just, Gail was in tears just with gratitude for that. And then lastly, you know, uh, our boys program coordinator had numbers, 200 number 17 stickers made up that we all wore on our helmets for every division, 10U, 12U, 14U, JV and varsity. And everybody wore it and every team went out one, two, three Corbin. And then there was a huge vigil for him where we all just said goodbye mm. with a big picture of him and basically picked each other up by basically talking about all the great things about Corbin and how many lives he touched. Nobody really took it in what a phenomenal young man he was until he wasn't there. And, mm. and, and in hindsight, how many lives he touched because of his story. It was so wonderful. Anyway. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tragic loss. And I recall him playing and I saw some videos of him playing that you showed me. And what a spirited young man in, you know, in life and in, in the game of lacrosse. And you know, we came to uh, an idea yesterday of, you know, we may have lost him physically, but um, his spirit, his lacrosse spirit, his life spirit will live on in the community. And we want to do something about that and create uh, a some type of charitable event, something that will continue to, to continue his spirit, to help grow the sport, to influence others that are up and coming in the sport. And we haven't yet really consolidated those ideas but it was something of the lines of like a just a an event a charity where it's in his honored in his name and there's funds that are donated to it and every year there are several kids depending upon how much are in that funds that will be sponsored to come into the you know and play the game of lacrosse um, if they can't afford it or are on the fence somewhere just like they once maybe were um, if they didn't have Gail and, you know, the others around them in their environment to help facilitate and push them into the game, uh, we may have lost him and never have really known the impact that he could have had in the community here. 
when you brought up that idea, I give you full credit for that because it, it, it never occurred to me, but it reminds me of on the West Coast, there's a tournament called, in, in honor of a young man who tragically died too young, called the Derek Piper Memorial Tournament. And we play in that. And maybe, you know, the whole tournament is a little early in the making, but a fund in, in his honor to get those kids that the barrier to play this wonderful sport is the, the, the availability to the funds to do it. Got chills when you brought that up. And mm-hmm. I, I, we have a board meeting actually on Thursday and that's on the agenda. Awesome. How, how do we make this happen? How does it come to fruition? How do we get it to those kids in need? Cause you know, some people always try to, there's always going to be that one that tries to game the system. Like, yeah, I'm broke, but I'm pulling up in my Mercedes. You know, got every, every, every gadget on the planet. But those are the, few, the, the vast minority. I want to stay very positive here. But I think it's a great, great tribute to, to Corbin. And by the way, his best friend. Do you, do you know the young man who jumped in the goal for the older kids yesterday? Actually, all week. Mm. Brennan. Mm-hmm. Brennan McGuire. That's Corbin's best friend. Oh, wow. So, incredibly... So we, one of the things we lacked in this camp was for the older kids, we did not have a goalie. Uh, so we were putting dummies in the, in, the, um, in the goal the first day, and it's not the same. It, you don't get the same value out of it. So I texted Brennan and asked him if he would, you know, he's a rising senior, so he's, he's older than these guys, and, and that's why he's not actually doing the camp as he has in the past. But I said, can, can you come in and do this? He goes, absolutely. What time? What do you need? That was his answer. That's Corbin's best friend. Mm, awesome. And, and there he was out there helping. Well, birds of a feather flock together. It doesn't yeah. surprise me that he has the same standards as you know Corbin did, or vice versa. Um, you know, so the beautiful beautiful thing about the game of lacrosse, it is a spirited game. It, you know, it's a game really revolving around spirit, spirit of our American Indian heritage and uh, the North American heritage of a game that was beloved to. You know the the Indians that were first here on this land, and it was a ceremonial. We did that podcast last year um, with the guys up in uh, upstate New York, Unadaga um, Nation. Yeah, Unadaga Nation, and they were uh, they they were all about this in the spirit of the of the sport. There One was of the no, best interviews we ever did. Yeah, it was it was there was nothing nothing. Um, Nothing other than just for the pure love of this game did they really play. I mean, they excelled in it, and they had the, all these other things that have grown from it. But it was really just the pure love, and this is this is about love and and connection and community. And we love this game because of that, because we're both people of community, and we love and we love with you know our all of our heart. And so this is this is something that is it feels good to play this game to to touch those areas of our lives. And I think what inspired this podcast, and every year we've had a phenomenal time doing this for some reason, and maybe it's because Corbin's spirit's with us, driving the love. I felt the love more this time than I ever have in this camp. I felt like there was so much of it in the air. It was palatable. And Gail is comforted right now because she keep seeing reminders of Corbin, mm. little things that happened in his life. Uh, he was infatuated with, you know, they, she got them all diving too, by the way. Mm. She, you know, she, so she, you know, how expensive diving equipment is and getting them trained and certified and all that. Well, these kids all dive, right? So Corbin was absolutely fascinated with the, I believe it's called the remora, mm. which is those, those little fish that they plug into 
two sharks mm. and they they kind of feed, feed off, off the sharks, the sharks and yeah those little fish right and they she was diving with the middle uh, brother colton last week and they got surrounded by remoras mm. and one of them uh, two of them actually latched onto her and two of them latched onto colton wow and she and that and and that was like a, a fascination of corbin's and she, she she told me about it right at camp and she said, he's with me, Roger. He's with me. The remoras were all around me. That's never happened in all my diving years. It's incredible. And um, little things like that that keep reminding her of Corbin. And so I think that he was in the air. He was there. Uh, we know he's there somewhere. Yeah. You know, whatever your spirits, faith is. Spirits don't, they don't leave us. They, you know, they, they dwell in our space. And it's, uh, it's important to, to recognize that when you do have loss, when you have which is inevitable. We're all going to lose something of value to us, whether it's a loved one or someone, a friend, a nearby, whatnot. Um, and I hope those events are far few between, but just know that those spirits do remain with us, those memories that you create. So, you know, create more memories in the game of lacrosse with your friends, with your colleagues, uh, with people that you commune with on a daily basis. You know, that's important. Memories is what keeps spirits alive and people alive when they may be no longer with us and also the memories of when you are no longer doing the things that you used to be able to do and that's the third point i wanted to bring up brian mcgill really it really resonated when he said i talked about his career ending injury the acl is really what took him out of the game and he said he's got so many of his teammates still playing now in the PLL. And he's just naming names of all these who's who, Sergio Salcido, Jojo Morasco, all these great Syracuse athletes that he played with that are still playing. And he said, you never know what the next day brings. You never know what could happen to you. So savor the moment and take in every second of it because right now you take it for granted because you don't realize that one day, it's hard to realize when you're young, you won't be doing this. I remember when I broke my collarbone that our senior year, or my senior year, your junior, against Mountain Lakes in the state state tournament. And I cried when I was sitting there with my collarbone broken, not because of the pain. It, I was crying because I was looking, thinking, this is the last time I'll ever play with these guys that I've been playing with since sixth grade. This is the last time I'll play a high school game for the rest of my life. Thankfully, I was already committed to play at Montclair State, so I knew my lacrosse career wasn't done, but it was done with you guys. And you guys, I was hoping you would win and move on, and I'd have to sit there and cheer you on the sidelines in my sling, but we ended up losing a tight one, 7-6, and that was the last one for all of us, as it turned out, ultimately. Mm. And I remember my last lacrosse game as a college player, and that one was a little anticlimactic because we got knocked out of the first round and I didn't really think about it at the time. I guess it's harder to lose when you go further along. And we went pretty far along that season, our that, that one year in high school, but in, in college, we got knocked out of the first round. It didn't really resonate. I didn't think about it until later on. And that's why I got into coaching is how much I missed it. How much God, I was so lucky to do that. And, and now I got to give back and I got to see other kids experience that joy. Yeah, well, we often don't really realize what we have until we don't have it anymore. It's, I think this this the the human nature in us, and I think it's in every area of your life, and goes back to one of my principles of 
aging gracefully, living life to its fullest is being grateful in the moment. Gratitude changes your attitude. Uh, it can be as simple as expressing it outwardly to somebody and just saying, hey, you know what? I'm really grateful for you. I'm happy that you're my life, that we're friends, that you're my coworker, that you're my boss, whatever it is. Or I'm, I also have gotten into the habit of writing down things that I'm grateful for at the end of my day. Uh, they say that what you think about before you fall asleep is what will resonate and kind of repeat in your brain and your subconscious mind. So when you write down five things you're grateful for the day that just passed or just in life in general, those will start to permeate and build into your brain and into your subconscious and become part of who you are as your character. And you'll just become a grateful, happy, positive person. So, you know, it really helps to create the very, you know, the outlook on life, being in the moment, living each day as if it were your last, enjoying it and enjoying the time again with everybody because you don't know when it will be your last. And I'm a testament to that as well. You know, near-death experience. Woke up a couple of days later after a head trauma that, you know, I had to have brain surgery for to save my life. And uh, if, if lights were out for me and I died, I honestly wouldn't have known. You know, definitely wouldn't have known. So, it is a uh, important thing to really just be in the moment, create that positive environment uh, internally so that you can have a positive life. And back into the game of lacrosse, lacrosse does that for me. And oh, yeah. It does it for everybody. It's one, of the, it's one of the ways that you can live a positive life is just being in that game and sport, however it looks. And it never ends if you don't want it to. It never ends. You can be in this and part of this for as long as you want to, all you got to do is jump in. The community is always going to take you in unless you're a jerk, but there's few of those in, in lacrosse. There's always few bad apples, but I find there's less in lacrosse than other sports. Mm. Be quite honest. My, my, not, you know, I'm not ragging on football, but my son played a season of football and I saw a very, very different climate. It was parents that were, you know, yelling obscenities, you know, at, at, at the refs, at the kids. I saw coaches that were abusive. I saw, you know, things that I really was pretty shocked by, to be quite honest. And my wife comes in, she's like, oh my God, this is different from lacrosse. I, I really like the lacrosse community so much better. And again, football's a great sport, but it, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different uh, paradigm altogether. Again, I, for you football folks out there, no offense. I'm sure there's a lot of great football people out there, and it's a great sport. Obviously, it's the number one sport you know that people watch in our country. But the gratitude journal, the where it helps me the most, I have one too. I write three things. What helps me the most is when I've had a crap day, and I'm just not feeling good, and then I got to really think about what I'm grateful for. And you'll always find I can find three things. I'm sure you could find five, and it makes you feel better before you go to bed. It's like, you know what? It wasn't all in all a terrible day. There was this, 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 and that. Yeah. And that's good enough. And it could be just, if you can't find something, it could just be, you know, I'm alive. I'm able to put my head down and I got through the day or I have a family or I have a roof over my head. And I have food to eat because there are a lot of people in the world who don't have either of those or any of that. And a lot of people, millions, billions, billions, billions of people, yeah. literally billions, um, so it's a, you can always find something and we have to live in today. I think a world of, we have to do this. We have to take action because there's so much 
technology that exposes us today to the the to the ex, to the extraordinary lives of extraordinary people that live at a level that is one percent of the one percent, and those are the ones that are exploited that have the millions and millions of followers on Instagram and Facebook and all the other social platforms, and we look at that and we envy that we want to be that we we aspire to be that we 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 think we can have that right we but what it does is it it's it, it negs us and it knocks us down and it makes us maybe feel less than or it brings down our our ego and makes us feel insecure and it really starts to eat away at you and what will happen is you then start to live in this world of comparison where you are ungrateful and you think that you can never be that or have that or have happiness if you don't have that and that's a false sense of reality uh, that is something that you'd never want to be in a space of. Um, off on a tangent here a little bit, but it is relevant because, again, going back to this game of lacrosse, we go back to family, family and its community and, you know, the love of playing it, the spirit of it, and it will create good vibes in your life as it has for me and as I've seen it has had for many, you know, hundreds and thousands of people that I've been able to be in touch with through this great sport. It is relevant. It was a ta- it's a tangent, but a good tangent because it all does come back to lacrosse for us. Because think of those players that were just unbelievable, and you thought, "God, I would love to be that good." What did it do? Rather than sit there and you know be jealous or envious, or those are sort of like negative terms. How about admire and strive to be like? That's what it did for us. Watching Nick Medvedich and Jason Pressman. And guys like that. And then when I get to college, God, I'm so humbled by these All-Americans. Neil Blaney, Keith Van S. I'm just sitting there. There is so much talent in this world. But at any rate, the it is it is so very relevant uh, when, on the tangent you went. And on that note, you know what I'm so very grateful for? I'm grateful that you're here right now. You know what else I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that we're about to go on the boat. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, let's wrap this up and go enjoy that. What do you say? Uh, absolutely. And uh, I leave on this note of my three gratitudes. I'm grateful to be part of this program here in the Space Coast, Brevard County, Florida, living in California. It's not an easy task to get away from my schedule for a week and come out here and do this, but I always make it happen for the past five years. I'm grateful to be your best friend and part of your life, your family's life, your kid's life, your wife's life. And and uh, living the life, as we always said and we would do, is having fun. We, is, we work hard and we play hard in safe ways that are going to be productive to um, you know, just keeping us whole, whole and complete and happy. Yeah, so let's do this. Let's go enjoy the day. Great to connect with you. It's been a long time. It has. But Sorry, guys. We're going to do better. That's <laughs> all been, we can, we're all we can do. We're busy, guys. But we're going to do better. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another episode of Lacrosse and Sport. I'm Steve Jordan, as always, with my best friend, brother from another mother, Roger Welton. Until next time, everybody, lax on. Lax on, peeps!